Welcome to Wild Ortho Wednesdays, the podcast, with your hosts, Drs. Randall Beaupre and Cody Petrie. Welcome back to another episode of Wild Ortho Wednesdays, the podcast. Randall Beaupre here again with my co-host and co-resident, Cody Petrie. Last week, we discussed the diagnosis and ED management of the classic boutonniere deformity. And this week, we've got another great case from the Wild Ortho Wednesdays series. As always, the views expressed here on the podcast do not represent the views of the Maricopa Medical Center or the Maricopa Emergency Medicine Residency Program. Let's listen into a Maricopa Emergency Medicine resident as they discuss the details of the case with me. Hey, we got a new patient brought in by ambulance up front. Do you want to hear about her? Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Here we have an 81-year-old female with a history of well-controlled diabetes who presents with complaints of right hip and groin pain that shoot down her leg with decreased ability to walk secondary to pain. She was actually here three days ago for a ground level fall and was discharged home after negative workup. Pelvic x-ray at that time was really unremarkable and there weren't any obvious osseous abnormalities. Her pain was minimal and she was able to ambulate so she was discharged home with a fall up with her PCP. After discharge, she said she had persistent pain that now shoots down her leg and she's having a really hard time getting around because of that pain. Okay, how does she look to you and what was your exam like? She's currently tachycardic to the 110s with a BP of 115 over 61. She smiled to Kipnik, but with good oxygen saturation on room air. On exam, she has pretty significant ecchymoses over her right hip and right groin, but no obvious deformities. There's no real tenderness to palpation over the greater trochanter, and she's neurovascularly intact in the right lower extremity with good DP and PT pulses and intact sensation without paresthesias. She's not able to actively move her leg while lying down because of pain. There's also significant pain with passive movement of the extremity. Repeat x-rays were obtained upon arrival and looks like there are minimally displaced right inferior and superior pubic rami fractures. Gotcha. Well, it sounds like she's in quite a bit of pain. What do you want to do for her? And what do you think of the uh, tachycardia and the tachypnea? Well, her blood pressure is stable, so I think the tachycardia and tachypnea are likely secondary to pain rather than hemodynamic instability. I'd like to give her some pain meds and then we'll reassess her vital signs. Yeah, it sounds like a great place to start. Let me know what you find. For our listeners, be sure to check out our website where you can take a look at the x-rays from this case and other cases, as well as see the original Wild Ortho Wednesday posts for concise summary. So, Cody, what are your thoughts here? Well, pelvic pain after a fall in the elderly is always concerning. There are a number of things that we need to think about. Pelvic pain after a fall in a 20-year-old is definitely not the same as pelvic pain after a fall in an 80-year-old. The first thing that we want to assess is whether or not the patient is hemodynamically stable. In this case, it sounds like she's not bleeding out in the pelvis, so we can take a breath and we can dive into diagnosis management a bit further. We also want to control the patient's pain as these injuries can be extremely painful. And of course, we want to get imaging to see what's going on. Usually, a plain film of the pelvis will be sufficient to tell us what we need to know, but we should also have a low threshold to obtain a CT or even an MRI for further evaluation. Assessment of the posterior pelvic ring is difficult with standard pelvic x-rays, so these injuries can be frequently missed. Yeah, man, totally agree here. So, repeat x-rays show this patient has pubic rima fractures. Do you think these are stable or are these considered unstable? Typically, isolated pubic rami fractures are considered stable. However, because the pelvis is a ring structure, an anterior pubic ramus fracture may be associated with a posterior fracture as well. This can add to instability, and anterior ring fractures themselves may be more unstable than they initially appear, particularly, again, in the elderly patient. As we see in the ED, any fracture in the elderly really is a big deal. But it seems as if pubic rami fractures in particular can be devastating. Do we typically need to get our surgery colleagues involved in these cases? I know not every case of a fracture in the elderly needs our surgical friends, but what do you think? A majority of isolated pubic rami fractures are non-operative. 
Analgesia and ambulatory support, if tolerated, should be provided, and this should be sufficient. Patients may require the use of a wheelchair or a walker secondary to pain, but early mobilization with full weight bearing should be encouraged as soon as the patient is able. As we talked about though, these fractures may be more unstable than they initially appear, so the option to pursue surgical treatment, usually CT guided screw fixation, depends on the patient's fracture as well as their comorbidities and overall clinical picture. Right on. Yeah, and so for minor mechanisms, such as a ground level fall uh, like this lady, Osteoporosis really should be considered. This is because a ground level fall typically shouldn't cause a fracture, especially of the hip or the pubic rami. So we can provide medications like vitamin D3 and calcium as outpatient therapy as well. So if these patients typically don't require surgery, are these folks people who can just be sent home uh, with some analgesia and ortho follow-up? What are your thoughts? Unfortunately not. Pubic rami fractures in the elderly can be debilitating, and they can have prolonged recovery times. The one-year mortality is extremely high, and is similar for that of proximal femur fractures. If the patient has poor ambulatory status, kind of like our lady here in the ED, uh, or if they require extensive pain control, or if they need intense rehabilitation, then they should really be admitted to the hospital. In fact, only 2% of elderly patients with a pubic rami fracture are discharged to receive outpatient care. Yeah, these fractures can really be tricky. As seen in this case here, the patient felt fine and had a really unremarkable workup the day of the fall and was sent home. It's really important, though, to correctly diagnose and treat these patients properly as pubic rami fractures in the elderly really can be really extensive. Patients really may require an extended inpatient stay for stuff like rehab or pain control. But this all really depends on your patient and how they're doing as well as the resources they have and their structure at home. Well, that does it for another episode of the WOW Podcast. We hope that you learned a little something and will join us next week for another case. Please head over to our website to view the images discussed in this case, and as well as to take a look at the original WOW series for a more consolidated review. Also, be sure to sign up for the Wild Ortho Wednesday's email series sent out by Dr. William Dan of the University of Arizona. These are great cases, they're very consolidated review, and they're aimed at EM providers like you and me. Stay safe, and we'll see you next week. Cheers.